0: Welcome to Urelevant, the podcast that is all about helping you find relevance in the economy of now. My name is Mike Wheeler and I'm an online instructor, entrepreneur, and cloud career coach. I gravitate towards tools and tech that enable you to create something new, advance your career, and find the intersection between attainable and essential. today we're going to be talking all about going from fragile to agile, changing lanes and finding something new. I want to hold up an example of what it looks like to change lanes and find something new. And the reason I'm using the term find something new is that there has been a recent ad campaign released by the Ad Council related to helping people to pivot into a new career because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So in this new find something new campaign, prominently featured is one of my students, Aaron McGriff. I talked to Aaron, a few years ago and interviewed him about his career change. He was unemployed. He investigated Salesforce and ended up attaining a certification and then very quickly after that a job. You can find those interviews that I did with him on my YouTube channel. I will link to those videos in the description of this episode. I will also link to that ad campaign. I'm not going to play any of the audio from that but if you want to investigate that 30-second ad from the Ad Council, you'll see Aaron at the very start in the middle and the end of that video and he talks about how he went from unemployed to getting a job in the tech space. And so it's always gratifying for me to see some of my students reach new heights. And Aaron is one that's been prominently featured in a lot of media campaigns. He's been in the Wall Street Journal, on billboards, and he just keeps appearing everywhere. And so it's no surprise to see Aaron as a great example of someone that has found success changing careers. I want to tell you that you can find something new. And although we have record unemployment and things are hard right now because of the pandemic, there are still jobs out there there are people hiring and there's people that are successfully pivoting into new career paths and so in this episode I'll be providing you with some practical tips about how you can find something new in today's environment in the what I call economy of now And so that's why I called this episode from fragile to agile subtitle would be changing lanes and finding something new and so it may feel that things are very fragile right now or very vulnerable I want to share my best advice on how you can become more agile and change lanes rather than doing a direct 180 as far as the direction of your career, helping you to find something new. We will be talking about several different topics under this umbrella of finding something new and changing lanes in your career. And I want to first talk about checking your blind spots. Now whenever you're changing lanes as you're driving a vehicle, you're probably familiar with this phenomenon of having blind spots. Now the things on the horizon or things that are furthest from you are easy to see, but your blind spots are areas just to the left and right of you and are really close in your mirrors and your rearview mirror aren't able to pick up those blind spots. The analogy I would like to draw is that what you cannot see is closest to you. Oftentimes when considering making a change in our careers, either because of losing interest in our current position or path or because of necessity, because the jobs have dried up in the area that you're an expert in, we tend to look too far afield or way too far out into the horizon. And so if you can relate to this, I would encourage you to start instead with your own background and experiences and hobbies, that which is close closest to you and radiate outwards from there. That's what it means to check your blind spots, is to look around you. Those areas that are nearest and dearest to your heart or those experiences that you've had in the past will be areas to which you will have more connections. You'll know more people in those areas. You'll also already know the vocabulary and the business processes related to it. I encourage you to look at those blind spots and investigate if there's other areas that you've ruled out that may be more of a lateral move for you. Now this idea of changing lanes and checking your blind spots, you've probably noticed or seen in the side mirrors on cars, it says something to the effect of that objects are closer than they might appear. I want to piggyback off of that idea that as you're checking your blind spots, realize that your goals are closer than they might appear. You may be able to get to where you need to go much faster than you originally thought. And to do that sometimes, we've got to make some lateral moves. I know that may hurt your pride a little bit, and I've been in that boat before where I've had to make either some lateral moves, or I've even had to step down a notch, or what I perceived as a step down, in order to change lanes in careers. And I've seen some of my students do that as well, where they're going down one path, they just discover, for example, in my instance, Salesforce, because they find my courses online, they decide that they want to pursue that. They may have to change into a a starter job, if you will, in the Salesforce ecosystem and make less money, knowing that the ceiling is much higher there. So I equate that to in changing lanes or in traffic. Sometimes if you need to take an exit and the exits on the very right-hand lane and you're in the very left-hand lane, you may need to slow down in order to safely merge and hit your exit. That means potentially, you need to make a lateral move or even a move that you would consider a step or two down instead of up. And that can be something that you may worry about. What will friends or family think? Why would I be doing this? And there's a lot of different voices you're going to hear as you change lanes. And that is either self-doubt or others' doubts. And I want to encourage you that as you're checking your blind spots, it really just setting your mind resolutely on the goal of finding relevance in the economy of now is that sometimes you do have to slow down Depending on the traffic patterns and the opportunities that lie before you even in traffic you know that you either have to accelerate and speed up or perhaps you need to slow down or make some lateral moves and so it doesn't matter as long as you hit your spots as long as you are where you need to be and you're making progress you don't want to miss your exit you don't want to miss your opportunity because then you've got to backtrack so even though it may feel like you're losing ground or it's a lateral move or it may be embarrassing or hurt your pride it's better to do it now than to continue on the same path that you know is leading to a dead end. In checking your blind spots and realizing that your goals are closer than they may appear, just know that lateral moves are okay. Urelevant is sponsored by Live.com. If you are studying for your first Salesforce certification, I want to let you know about my live training option. I run a live Salesforce administrator training class three to four times a year. This is a live class that runs for nine weeks. And in this live setting, I cover the latest updates from Salesforce, and I'm also able to answer your questions live. So if you'd like to learn in a live group setting with greater interactivity, then go to mikewithermedialive.com. There you'll find schedule and pricing information, and FAQ, and you can also register. Just go to com for details. I want to next talk about another potential voice you might hear that will hold you back from future success, and that has all to do with time you spent in the current career path that you're in, or potentially the degree you attained and the tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars that you accumulated in student loan debt. And I've seen this over and over, and I've even encountered this in my own life in certain areas where you want something to succeed, you want to prove yourself right to the previous doubters, or maybe you're your biggest doubter, or you're wanting some career path to work out that you've devoted months or years of your time and money to as well. You don't want your degree or your college experience to be considered all for nothing because you're not working in your degree field. Now, a funny thing that I've noticed on the way to the marketplace is that many people work in areas that have nothing to do with what their degree was in if they do happen to have a college degree. And I want to take a brief aside and let you know that if you have no college or just some college, if you have no higher education, that is fine with each passing day, college degrees, and papers on the wall grow less and less relevant in the marketplace. What people in general are concerned about is, can you do the job? Can you get things done? Can you execute on an idea? Can you execute on the ideas that our company has? And can you make them a reality? So to give to this next section that we're talking about now, this voice of, well, what about my past? What about my experience? What about the 10 or 20 or 30 years I spent in this other field? What about the four or five or six or 10 years that I spent in college? pursuing a degree or two degrees? What about those pieces of paper that I have on the wall or the hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt that I'll be paying off until I'm 98 years old? What about, what about, what about? Well, what about it? Who cares? All we have is today. You've been through yesterday and you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So what you need to do, based with those obvious facts that we sometimes don't look at, is you need to embrace your past in order to inform your future your past is not a sunk cost. Now just quickly let me define what a sunk cost is. I just pulled up the definition of sunk cost, and this is from Investopedia. I'll link to this in the description or the show notes for this episode. A sunk cost refers to money that has already been spent and which cannot be recovered. In business, the axiom that one has to spend money to make money is reflected in the phenomenon of the sunk cost. So back to this idea of sunk cost and how this can keep you from pursuing where you ultimately need to be in your career is that we can become paralyzed with making a change or pivot into a new career path because what we have are perceived sunk costs of time and money that we have spent trying to pursue something that ends up being a dead end and we don't want to admit that maybe we took a wrong path we're worried about what people think and so we just double down or triple down or quadruple down even though all the evidence around us shows that this particular industry is dying we hold to our guns we hold to our traditions so that we can save face I want to flip this your past is not a sunk cost. I want you to look at your past as a foundation. So when you think about a foundation, you know or you've seen any time that a high-rise or a skyscraper is being built, that is where there's a lot of deep digging that's going on. I want you to take this concept of this sunk cost in your own career, not as a loss, but it's just that much deeper that you dug to build a foundation to rise to higher heights. Now, I know that sounds a little too feel-good or a little too optimistic, but bear with me in this concept here. And another concept from the construction industry that I think is true, is that this concept of what I call career scaffolding. Now, I've written an article on this on LinkedIn. I'll link to that article in the show notes for this episode as well. But in a nutshell, the idea of career scaffolding is that a lot of times we take jobs that are not our dream job, and that's okay. There's this ill-conceived notion that I see really being perpetuated in movies and social media that you should only work a job that you love and is your dream job. But oftentimes you don't land in your dream job until you've taken a lot of... other jobs that aren't your dream job and it's through those experiences you can really hone in and find what your superpowers are now I'm gonna talk more about finding your superpowers here momentarily but the concept is is that you need to put in the work you need to spend time testing and trying a lot of different things a lot of different paths a lot of different software a lot of different processes different environments different cultures and gaining exposure to various industries as well and so this era or time that passes as far as taking these types of jobs that are not not necessarily your dream job, I consider as the concept of career scaffolding. Now in construction, scaffolding is there, that's not the permanent structure, that is there to help the workers build something more magnificent and grand. And then once that something better and magnificent and grand is built, the scaffolding goes away. And so just consider that if you're making a pit stop in a job that you know you're not gonna spend the rest of your career in, just know or look at it as this is a time where you're on the scaffolding, you're building something better, you're building a better foundation for yourself, you're digging deeper in order to erect something more magnificent and more substantial and more permanent. So one final concept of embracing your past to inform your future is this idea of that there's no U-turns on the highway. What I mean by that is if you find that you're going the wrong direction, you don't just whip a U-turn and go the other direction. You merge, you make a lateral move, you carefully methodically exit, and then you go a different direction. And so rather than trying to get into a new field, such as Salesforce, as the example that I'm most familiar with, you're going to find it much harder to get into a Salesforce job if it's in an industry that you have no experience in. And so a more lateral move would be one in which you stay in the same industry or vertical that you've been in, but you're simply just adding Salesforce as a new tool to your tool belt. That way you can leverage your previous experience, you'll have the vocabulary down, you'll understand the common business practices and processes in that industry, understand who the competitors are, and have the connections. So remember, no U-turns on the highway. Let's make that lateral move. Let's check our blind spots. Let's hit our exit and then figure out where we're going. relevant is sponsored by Mike Media plus.com You'll find all of my courses on my platform, so just go to com. You'll also find exclusive content there, such as my brand new Salesforce Certified Administrator course for 2021. It's bigger and better than ever and available nowhere else. Simply go to MikeWhitherMediaPlus.com and sign up for a 7-day free trial today. You'll find dozens of courses and hundreds of hours of in-depth video training content. Also, be sure to download our mobile apps for iOS and Android. Just search for Plus on your favorite app store and you'll find us there too. Here is one of my students. Her name is Vivian Ebanks. She left a voice message on this podcast, and you can do the same as well. Just look for the leave voice message link in the show notes description of this episode or on this podcast homepage. Vivian left me a nice audio note but also brought up an important point about distractions I want to play this clip and then I'll see you on the other side and discuss this. Mike this is awesome. Thank you so much for this. I've been following you for a couple of years actually and I'm just so amazed of how you're so relevant and you're making people think about where we should be. This is so awesome. My story I've been pondering Salesforce now for a couple of years. I I started studying for the um, administrator exam about a year ago. Actually, I bought your your course and the test prep. And for some reason, I've just been putting it off, putting it off. It's the weirdest thing. I know this is where I want to go, but I keep finding other things to put ahead of it. Like, for instance, I'm now doing the AWS cloud computing certification. So it's kind of hard where you know where you need to be. Thanks, Vivian, for leaving that message. And then I wanted to note as well to those of you that are listening – If you do like to leave a voice message, you may be featured in podcasts, so you're giving your permission for me to share your voice with the world. Hope that's okay. And Vivian has done just that as well. And then another important note is these audio messages are limited to one minute. So as you may have noticed, she got cut off there at the end. But the gist of that, what she identified was this issue of becoming distracted. And she also mentioned putting off, gaining her administrator certification as far as the Salesforce certification putting it off, putting it off. So that has something to do with procrastination, and then as well, she's now pursuing a certification related to Amazon. You will find that you may be prone to distraction and procrastination, and those kind of go hand in hand. You put off that which you know you need to do in order to do something else, and that's a very common thing. There's been many studies and books written on this subject. So one book that I feel speaks to this phenomenon of becoming distracted and that leading to procrastinating on that which you know you need to do is a book entitled Deep Work, Rules for Focus Success in a Distracted World, and that's by Cal Newport. I'll link to it in the description of this episode, but in a nutshell, what Cal Newport dissects inside of Deep Work is that we need to attain focus in a distracted world, and especially if you are a maker, or what I like to term as a creator in a consumption world. So in episode one of this podcast, You're Relevant, I talk briefly on becoming a creator in a consumption world. There's a lot of echoes of that concept in this book by Cal Newport. where he pinpoints that if you find that you're procrastinating on things, it's because that you're distracted. And then also, if you're trying to create something new in this world, you have to go deep in your own mind. You've got to remove distractions. You've got to block off time to do these things. And it is easy to get distracted with social media, with email, with phone calls, with constant interruptions and distractions. What Cal Newport encourages people to do is to remove those distractions in order to do that deep work. Bringing this back to a driving analogy in this whole idea of going from fragile to agile, what I would sum it up is that you need to avoid distracted driving towards you. 2.0. This would be your new career path. So you've got to find ways to limit those distractions. You need to set aside the phone. You've got to set aside turning on the TV. You can't be Netflixing and chilling right now. Now is the time to be investing in yourself and building that foundation and putting up that career scaffolding in order to pursue your next job or figuring out what path you need to go down. And then once you've made that decision, you can't be indecisive. Back to Vivian's voice message. She talked about getting distracted and changing paths and pursuing more than one certification at a time and if you are driving oftentimes it is tempting to look at all the different exits and the roadside attractions and just stop all along the way and that just prolongs getting to your destination. Oftentimes it can be tempting to check out that antique shop or that restaurant and I oftentimes feel a pull when I see uh, movie theaters along the roadside in some random town and be in the middle of nowhere somewhere along the and we're far from our ultimate destination, I see a movie theater and go, oh, wouldn't it be fun to go see a movie in this random town that I may never be in again? I know that I would have a good time doing that, but then it would just delay my eventual arriving where I need to be and just increases the odds of not getting to where I need to go. And so when we relate this to our career path, we want to put on the blinders and have a singular focus and decide what that singular focus needs to be. And sometimes you can't come to a conclusion of what that singular focus focus needs to be until you've just worked some jobs and gained some experience and received feedback from others about what you're actually good at. That leads me into the next point, which is finding your superpower. When I talk about finding your superpower, I'm talking about what are your gifts, what are your natural abilities. I do believe that everyone has at least one special ability lurking inside of them, and it may be a case where you've just not discovered what you're good at yet. With some people, it's just self-evident that they're really good at something. If you can sing really well, you get that feedback from others whenever you sing. It's easy to know that from the feedback from others. If you pick up a basketball, you do a 360 dunk, and you find that you can jump to 12 feet high, then basketball may be your thing. It's pretty obvious. But in careers and in business, oftentimes those special gifts are really subtle. So I want to talk briefly about a movie that I saw years ago. It was called Sky High. It was a comedy superhero movie, and it had to do with kids going to a school called Sky High. And there were some kids that had really magnificent superpowers, and they were in the primary track of being a major superhero. And then there were people that didn't have much of anything as far as a real unique superpower. And they would be segmented off into this class known as sidekicks. There would be superheroes and then there would be sidekick. And there was one particular character that was really funny. It was a tall kid that I saw recently in a TV series called Succession. He's actually in this now as a grown man, a really tall grown man. But as a teenager, really tall teenager in this movie Sky High, he was kind of the comedic side character or sidekick who had a superpower where he glowed. Now, this is something that wasn't real thrilling. It didn't blow anybody's hair back and you couldn't even tell that he could glow because typically whenever he's interacting with people, it was in the daylight. There was a specific scenario in the film at some point and spoilers, I'm getting ready to give away a key plot point here. So just fast forward 30 seconds if you want to check out Sky High and be surprised. But there was a there was a scene where they needed to do something that was dark. And that was where he really, for lack of a better term, shown his glowing ability really came Came in handy. And so back to the point of bringing this back to you is that you may not have some really obvious skill or talent, but a few things that you can really work on in order to just broaden your horizons. And these are key skills that you need to have regardless of industry or background. I think the key skill that you need to be able to, to develop and do well in is communication. That is one area that is harder to outsource and harder to leave to artificial intelligence. It's that human touch. This idea is letting computers and robots do what they do best and then you really embrace and try and master that which humans do best. You embrace your humanity and not try and compete against the robots because There's two things that are hard and fast rules in my mind. Anything that can be outsourced will be outsourced. Anything that can be automated will be automated. The way to survive this shift into this fourth industrial revolution that we find ourselves in is to embrace your humanity and not compete against the robots, but learn how to control the robots. Learn how to control and manipulate the AI. And one thing you can do is really master communication. And then the second thing, I mentioned that there's a couple things you can do. The first is really mastering communication and becoming better and better at that all the time. That is a core component skill in any job ad is you'll see the ability to communicate. And then the second thing I think that is important in this day and age is learning more about automation and learning more about object-oriented principles. Now that is a very deep subject and it's something that doesn't come real easy to people. So when I talk about object-oriented principles, think of relational databases. And this is why Salesforce really shown to me is that I was able to learn about object oriented principles with clicks instead of code. And I know prior to discovering Salesforce, I tried Java, I tried Ruby, and it was really hard for me to get my mind around these object oriented principles. OOP is often what it's referred to. And whenever you're dealing with object oriented principles and you're dealing with automation, these are things that are in motion, that are moving, but they're not tangible things. This is vaporware that is moving. So that is very hard. It's like trying to grab fog and put it in your pocket. It's impossible. And so that's why a tool such as Salesforce is so helpful in you attaining this knowledge and this understanding of what even objects are. And once you understand objects, that gets you down the path of being able to build things, to build software, to build solutions. In order to succeed at this, you need to niche down. Some people call it niche. I call it niche. But you need to niche down and find your singular focus. If you don't know where you're going, you're going to take every exit and off-road and do some YouTube turns, and you're going to find that you're going to be right back at square one and maybe have a few mishaps and accidents along the way. So you need to determine where you're going and then figuring out your path. That's what you've got to do. So the best thing to do when you're lost is to stop driving or to stop walking. If you're in the woods and you're lost, just stop. And then you've got to get your bearings, figure out where you're at, and then go from there. So how do you find your niche? How do you niche down? How do you find your superpower? I want to give you an example, and this is from the movie Jurassic Park. And there's a scene that really struck me and that was when the velociraptors were testing the electrical fence that surrounded the perimeter of Jurassic Park and there were security camera footage that they were watching and they were trying to figure out why are the velociraptors continually going and biting the fence. It's because they were looking for the fence's weakness. They were looking for an opening. They were looking for an opportunity because they wanted to get on the other side of the fence and eat humans. And so that was their goal. They knew what they wanted. They wanted to eat people and what was standing in their way was the and so they attacked the fence over and over and over until they found an opening. You need to be like a velociraptor biting the fence at Jurassic Park, looking for an opening, finding where your strengths are, finding not the fence's weaknesses, but where your strengths are, and the only way you can do that is by trying a lot of different things. So you need to take that time to attack the fence, to find out and find the openings for you, and just know that in business, as in all walks of life, there will be some superstars and there will be some side. But the main thing that you can do is find what your own gifts and abilities are, and that may mean that you'll be termed potentially a utility player. And this would be someone that can play multiple positions and has a lot of abilities across a lot of different avenues. The more versatile you are, the more different roles you can fill, that will take you from being fragile to agile. And that will make you more secure, even though you may feel like, well, I want to become a master of one rather than having knowledge a mile wide and an inch thick. So if you've got those readily identifiable skills and something that just takes you down the path of being a superstar, such as being able to be a developer, then go down that path and embrace it and don't look back. But if you're not sure, then just invest your time in improving your communication skills and learning object-oriented principles. And I do recommend that you look into Salesforce because it is, to me, the most attainable path to those understandings. And that's what it means to find the intersection of essential and attainable, at least the attainable piece, is that you can can attain that knowledge through clicks instead of code, which does make that attainable to the masses. And that's what I'm all about here is to help the masses find relevance in the economy of now and make that attainable. And that is why I do gravitate towards Salesforce is that it is one of those tools that is attainable. So niche down to that singular focus, spend some time attacking the fence like the velociraptors at Jurassic Park and figure out where you're going and then plot your course and don't just be driving all around till you run out of gas. (laughs) So, if you could please do this new podcaster a solid, please share this podcast with others. I also want to hear your voice. Please do reach out to me. I want to include the voices of my listeners. If you have any questions, leave that in a voice message. You may be featured in a future episode. And please subscribe, share, spread the word about You Relevant. And together, we will help you and others find relevance in the economy of now. Thanks.